Welcome back to a brand new episode of Pop Cannon. We are your hosts. My name is Jordan. I am Robert. I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Joe. And guys, today we are bringing it back to our S1E1 series where we go take the very first episode of a television show. Some of us have watched it. Some of us have never seen it. And we're going to get some raw reactions to the very first episode of Supernatural. Spooky. So, uh, I've seen it. I've been a big fan of this show since the beginning. Um, who else here has seen it before? I have. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Sorry, audio. <laughs> so that leaves Robert to have yeah. never seen the show never wa i watched one dismembered episode of this several years ago with jordan and joe um but otherwise never watched it was never interested in it i don't even know when i started hearing about it maybe it was when i started working at the bookstore i don't know Probably. um well maybe a few years before that because i watched it with you guys but then i never really thought about it again um so yeah this was i was just like Let's do the first episode of the first season in 2005 and see what happens. Robert, what did you think? First impression. So I'm not going to lie. It was much better than I anticipated. <laughs> that surprises me. I know it does. Because <laughs> I was surprised as well. I was actually interested in what was happening. And when the episode ended, I was like, I could absolutely see us continuing forward with this. I don't know for how long. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see us continuing forward. And, but the weird thing about having to watch this episode now is having watched two full seasons of The Boys, which is also done by Eric Kripke, right? His yes. Name is? Yes. Um, and there are some strong parallels to the types of characters that he likes to write um and i don't want to talk too much about the boys rather than talking about the episode of supernatural <laughs> but dean is very much on par with a billy butcher character and sam is very much on par with huey as a character and the types of uh like the archetype that they're going for there which i was very surprised about how dean was portrayed and was portraying himself here did not expect that to be the person that he was in this first episode at all interesting how do you mean i just yeah. didn't expect how i don't know not necessarily sarcastic but he was kind of an asshole like a lot okay. of the time and i was not anticipating that at all okay and i don't know why it was just like the impression of the show that i got was that the, he was not like that for whatever reason see Don't, that's just I, like the impression knowing the show from other people watching it and just the ancillary knowledge that i have didn't expect him to be a dickhead so going back to this i i didn't i haven't been following supernatural um a lot of people i know fell off like years ago i actually i was really into it when it started and i watched this when it aired um but I was very scared as a preteen, uh, and 
I think like episode five is Bloody Mary. And when I saw the end of show preview and they said Bloody Mary, I like made the decision that I was done with Supernatural because <laughs> I like to sleep in eighth grade. Um, but, that, you know, that's a little bit of too much information about me. But um, so, yeah, going back to the pilot, I really was surprised with how nailed down these characters were because that's so unusual for a pilot or a first season in general, which I know like the tone of the show does kind of shift after season one, but the characters I think have been really consistent for the past like 15 years, which is ridiculous unto itself. So that's why it's surprising for me to, well, I guess it's weird to hear you going in cold Turkey. and You didn't expect that from Dean, Yeah, but that's just because like, we all know Dean. <laughs> yeah. We know that's and just he doesn't the way watch he it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, just knowing like how strong the fandom is, I didn't expect him to just be acting that way in episode one. Maybe like okay. I don't know. I just yeah. accepted. I thought maybe it would probably have been soft if that was the way they were going to go. Maybe it was going to be a little softer, but they just drop you right into how he acts towards everything, and I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's been a long time since I've actually watched any of Supernatural. I don't even remember when I started. It was either high school or college. Like, I know I watched a shit ton of it, like, my freshman year. Um, but I kind of dropped off after a certain point because I just kind of got tired of it. Um, you know, I think it kind of, like, took... The storylines took a shift, and I actually like, think some of the characters took a shift, and I just lost interest. I got a little bored with it. Um, revisiting the pilot episode, I forgot how much I really liked not just like this first episode, but the first season in general. I think the first couple seasons are my favorite overall. Um, I like how you kind of jump right into the middle of it. And I think that the way they set it up was really well done because you're getting explanations of things, but it's not like somebody sitting down and like, this is what happened. There's no narrator, but it's like you're learning as they go and you're picking up these things. And, um, you know, actually, I was re-watching the first episode and I just kind of kept going. <laughs> like, I, I think I got like watch like the next three episodes and I'm probably just going to kind of continue doing it and then <laughs> give up after a while and just be like, yep, this is all that exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I'm really enjoying um, revisiting it. And I think that like the characters do kind of undergo a little bit of a shift. Like Dean is like an asshole, but like he softens up like a lot. <laughs> like as, <laughs> As the story progresses and I think maybe progress. my assumption of that was just that he's, from what I understand, such a fan favorite. Yeah. That yeah. it was like, oh. I mean. They like, like him. He's not. Speaking, like, for myself, um, as the only woman here, um, like, I, I definitely always, like, prefer Dean because he's the bad boy. So he has that going for him, too. <laughs> he's <laughs> got, like you know the leather jacket he's got the car he is a bad boy like he just you know doesn't give a shit but he does and he's really <laughs> soft inside and that's, that's like I half sarcasm but, <laughs> <laughs> but no you actually you mentioned something that i wanted to bring up because you said that they don't sit you down and there's no narrator and that's 
true, they kind of they use uh, the dialogue to give you some background information, except for the one point where Sam literally gives you the onus of the show. Yeah. Like, (laughs) the log line, essentially, for the show in that one scene where he's like, so what are we supposed to do? And just the actual idea for the entire program. And Dean's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) we're going to try to all have jobs, I guess. We're going to fucking do this, right? (laughs) Uh, that That was honestly... Because normally corny shit sticks out to me like really bad, especially for what used to be a WB show and is now a CW show. Yeah. I never have any faith in anything that they put out because it's always just so fucking corny to me. Um, And that was really the only thing in this episode that rang that for me. Yeah. When he gave that ham-fisted fucking this is what the show is line. Um, Otherwise... I didn't think any of it was lame or corny or stupid, and I'm sure maybe it kind of gets into that as it goes on because they try to keep it going. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the CG was the CG. It didn't look good, but what happened was cool if you were to explain it to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the visual that they were able to put forward was not, like, great, but it was also 2005. So. And I was going to say, too, because even, like, you know, sometimes, like, you know one of the things i was thinking about like watching this and i'm just like all the credit card fraud and like the identity Mm -hmm. theft i'm like can you even fucking do that in 2020 (laughs) like can you like you know (laughs) go into hotels like under these fake it's just like how do you do that like yeah (laughs) well Um, he specifically went to a motel Okay, so it's well, not like he went to a Holiday Inn Express where they would check things. That's true. <laughs> that's but, true. Like, and that's one of the things I'm just like, God, can you can you really do that? Like, like 2020. I mean, I haven't watched any of the current season, so I don't know what they've been doing for the past ten years. Honestly, <laughs> well, no, five years, I guess. But I don't like I don't. So I don't know if that's changed at all. Yeah. And that seemed like one of the most fucked up things that came out of this episode for me was I was like, wow, they're just <laughs> fucking criminals, actually. The whole time. Holy shit. Oh, Did you oh, not oh. know that? No, I didn't. I didn't know. I literally didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So I like so to hear him be like, oh, yeah, we fucking falsify a credit card. I was like, that's casual. Holy <laughs> shit. They uh, they really are able to do some really interesting story structures using that specifically that they venture into uh, down the road. Uh, It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this show, um, but I only saw up to like season nine. (laughs) I only spent nine years of my life. (laughs) <laughs> I, I That's think... fucking dedication to watch something for nine straight years, dude. Jesus, give yourself some credit. Jordan, that's I mean, you saw a lot of, of the life. show. <laughs> so, like, I keep buying the Blu-rays. One of the reasons being that uh, I know it's currently streaming on Netflix, which I'm assuming is where all three of you watched it. Um, yep. The music in the original first season is completely different. Yeah, because that's why I shook my hand. I started the first half of the episode watching a bootleg, and they pull into the gas station, and... Um, ACDC is playing. No, it's something else. It's, it's Almond Brothers, I think. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I took a break and I went to eat lunch and I put it on Netflix downstairs. Uh, and the music was different. I was like, what the fuck? But I know that's like just like a curse of syndication. Yeah. Don't ask me why I had to do both. But <laughs> Now, Jordan had said that to me. Uh, that he said like there was a Metallica song playing or something yeah. when they drive yeah. away, yeah, and they changed it to some generic rock song, yeah. And I didn't even think about it, so we're watching the episode and that happens, and we go to the next scene and I went, that was probably where that was. <laughs> like it registered in my brain because I, we always have the subtitles on because of the baby, yeah. And it was like the lyrics of the song were just really weird, and I was like, that's an interesting. Oh, it wasn't a decision. Never mind. I didn't choose that. Got it. And it's yeah. funny too because I just rewatched the pilot episode with the commentary, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how in like important the music was that they wrote it into the scripts to <laughs> yeah. get around the fact that they needed to use those songs. Yeah. But throughout the entire like first couple of seasons, they've used licensed tracks like classic rock songs, mm-hmm. and I know that was like a huge hook for a lot of people watching it live um because it stood uh, out especially on the wb i took i took great offense to sam calling motorhead metallica uh i don't remember what the other bands that they name dropped were mullet rock (laughs) (laughs) he could eat a fat dick for that one that was fucked up (laughs) mullet rock oh man so that's not what they listened to at law school pre-law school (laughs) so uh really quick what did you guys think of sam and dean as characters just based in this first episode alone i mean i kind obviously you get where they're going with it and then having the additional parallel to the boys um another eric kripke production um you kind of understand what the dynamic is going to be going from there um and I liked it. I thought it was cool. You know, they were able to seem to be casual and familiar with one another even like just kind of picking up where they would have left off when he ran away to law school as so many lawyers have to do. Um <laughs> <laughs> the tragic uh, lawyer story. <laughs> classic lawyer story. <laughs> But um, I'm just saying, like, did you believe their chemistry? Like, yeah, yeah, Do you absolutely. think they were written well? Yeah. I, you know, for a first episode where you're kind of getting a, a jumping off point of how they're both coming into this, one of them already doing this on his own, and the other one, uh, Agent Coulson into it with the needing to get the avenge, to avenge his, his girlfriend, um, which as a moment totally unexpected for me really at the end did not see them pinning that back so that was like we both were like oh shit just like his mom like that was cool <laughs> didn't expect it so we were both like that was neat that was neat it's kind of a waste of adrian pilecki but yeah <laughs> she was great in the mm-hmm. in the small amount of screen time that she got i oh, truly sure. believe that like her and sam had a relationship yeah mm. i think um it was a really good depiction of two brothers who've, who they have shared trauma 
and they mm-hmm. both obviously are dealing with it in totally different ways. Um, so I like, cause Sam's obviously trying to move on from that and do something better. Whereas Dean is just kind of fallen into like, there's nothing else for me. Um, for one thing, I'm glad that uh, Dean kind of becomes less sleazy, it seems, as time goes on. Because um, that's definitely, like, I think a shortcoming for the character. Um, and I don't really like how forced into the series uh, Sam is by the end. Like, I really wish it was more of a choice. And, like, part of it is it is a CW show. So it's like we have to, like put a button on it and say, this is the show and this is what it's going to be week after week. Right. But like in a more like, you know, being spoiled by like HBO shows where it's actually just a movie spread out over right. 13 episodes. I would have liked a few episodes of Sam kind of Dealing trying to it. live both lives and then coming to a decision that no, I can't go forward on this path. Like I, I don't get to live that normal life. Right. I don't like the story making the choice for him. Right, because that's what and I don't did. like and it doing it by killing a woman. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I didn't expect it to be like that. That's fair. Was because I was expecting him to like, not literally, but basically stand in the middle of the road, and the building he had to go into was over here, and his brother sitting in the car revving the engine over here, and he had to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe not that on the nose. <laughs> yeah, but like. So the fact that they tie it back to to his mom, I thought was it, like a re, like interesting, but then it brings up a whole bunch of other questions as to like, is this the same thing that did it to his mom doing it to him? So are they being targeted? Right? Or is that something we're gonna have to figure out? Like <laughs> <laughs> all this and more on the right. next installment of Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I I really liked the fact that they killed off Jess in the first episode. And I feel like they leave the door open. The f- I mean, the fact that there's 15 seasons worth of material, there is episodes there where we either get a flashback right, and, or we get uh, something where we see jess again yeah i mean the title of the show doesn't necessarily close the door on being able to see people who have once died Uh, (laughs) or people who died staying dead it it leaves the room for that narrative to be explored further in the future because they deal with things of the occult uh things that are not natural. But. Right. Just make you uncomfortable, <laughs> Just generally. Something a little more than natural. <laughs> Extra natural. Yeah. Big natural. Uber natural. <laughs> um, let's, let's talk about the, uh, the opening scene with them as kids. When the mom dies. Oh, the, ba- the, the baby, the baby yes. in the crib. Yes. Um, so that was really good any time to see jeffrey dean morgan is good we like seeing jeffrey dean morgan do things um i liked it i thought it was a really good hook do you think they they did a good job like 
being spooky and yeah, setting a, a tone for sure. immediately. So for like, sure. They're like, for me now, anytime you put a baby involved in something and you try to attach dread to that, it's really hitting home every time I see something well, that involves and that's, that. And that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what if you, like, randomly woke up, you see, yeah. like, a figure, like, oh, the man is with the baby, and then you go into the other room and it's like, she's no, sleeping. Like, she's not. What, like, that, I think even, like, even if you didn't have a kid, I mean, obviously there's that fear, but I can only imagine that's, yeah, like, yeah. exemplified and, like, having children. That, for me, I was like, it's weird that she didn't approach him. Because I kept thinking, I definitely, regardless, would have also walked in there and been like, is he okay? Yeah. Um, so it's weird that she just was able to be like, oh, he's got it in an overcoat. Not going to ask questions you don't have about that at all. Kid, she's probably, to be fair, she's probably like still half asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah but for me, reg- like regardless, I'm just walking in there like, he's all right? Like, there's, no, <laughs> there's zero chance that I'm just like, oh, you got it? Uh, like, sure. gonna go investigate the living room uh <laughs> that so that that was weird that she was just like totally cool with that um but yeah like so i mean obviously they don't answer it in this first episode but is that jeffrey dean morgan playing the person standing over the crib and that's what you're supposed to believe no or that's clearly another person another that you person. learn later on okay because I, you can't. I couldn't really tell. You couldn't from there, tell. And I was like, maybe they just had him play the spooky figure, and that even like added to the mystery of it, possibly. But you know, if you're saying it's another guy, like that's totally fine too. Uh, I'm assuming, knowing the very limited amount that I do about the show, that it's that Castile guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I, okay. I don't. I don't even know for sure, but I know no. Okay. Because I, I, I just know, know that that's another sure, character. No. I just know that that's another character. So the assumption on my behalf would be like, soft introduce him in that uh. first episode. We'll call back to that later on, and you'll see why he was really there. <laughs> like Surprise, there's only three characters. <laughs> so here's a fun fact, um, and this might be getting into spoiler territory a little bit, but. Castiel doesn't come into the show until season four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So interesting. We got to get through all the. He's other the cousin Oliver of Supernatural. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, that's cool. I just seeing merchandise. Yeah. And knowing yeah. care of characters, you know, like the assumption on my part was that they dropped him in there, and then we'll come back to it eventually. As to why he was there. I was actually giving you a thing to protect you from the fire on the ceiling. You know, some shit like that. No. Uh, <laughs> no, but it is it is really clever what they wind up doing with that. Okay. It's one of my favorite. Like, season one is one of my favorite seasons of this show. Okay. Um, Joe, Sarah, you guys have comments about that opening uh, sequence as kids? I thought it was, uh, it played very much like a mini horror film. Um, like Robert said, that kind of the play of the figure and then going to the living room and seeing that it's not who we or she expected. Um, it played really well. It's obviously a hook to get you to keep watching. So, like, I can't really be frustrated that I don't know, you know, why is her stomach right. cut? Like, that's obviously part of some ritual. Why is she stuck to the ceiling? 
Why was yeah. he watching the baby waiting to do something to her? But that's all, you know, because it's a CW show. Yeah. <laughs> <Keep watching> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> And like, they're, they're the that's the White Walkers that you don't get to see for another three episodes. So. Right, right, right. It, it poses like a lot of questions, like Jordan said, but it also like I mean, it kind of sets the whole like it sets the tone and like oh, the sure. premise for the whole season too, because it's like yeah. before you're introduced to like the adult versions, you get the little kid version, like the little kids going through this horrific, traumatic scary terrifying creepy supernatural event and oh she name dropped the show oh (laughs) (laughs) but so it's like you kind of go into the the show like with you kind of get introduced to these characters already knowing well they have a horrible like traumatic backstory but then you know and with the whole mystery and the questions surrounding you know the two women on the ceiling by the end of the season it gives the like I think the season like a direction to go to it's like well you know at some point we're we're gonna get to maybe knowing why and it you know it's like the little like every episode has a little mini arc but then i like when shows also like when because i like this with the x-files too and where it's like this whole season has an overarching arc (laughs) story mm-hmm, arc mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then every little mini episode exists in in itself where you can pretty much watch random season without yeah watching the previous seasons so i like that that it gives it direction trajectory is the word i was looking for <laughs> i was gonna say um our last the last s1e one that we did was dexter uh and dexter did almost the exact same thing where the overarching story for the season is uh, the ice truck killer, if I'm remembering yeah. that correctly. Yeah. And then within the episode, you have the murder that you have to figure out what happened and kind of go from there. So they right. kind of both did the same thing, which is interesting because one is a Showtime show uh, that's allowed to do anything that they want, and the other one is constricted to what WB will allow. So they right. both kind of went with the same general concept. But, I mean, that's a lot of shows. Yeah. yeah. That, that Especially for that. the time, too. Yeah. That was pretty and, much all network television. Yeah. I mean, you're pumping out that formula because it's got to be like a procedural, but we also have to solve this big thing. Right. And and that's like definitely, I think, when you revisit, because like a lot of the shows that I watch are older shows like that I'm revisiting. Like there, I think, is a distinction if you're going to go watch, you know, a CW show from 2005 versus watching anything on HBO from like 2020. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a yeah. huge, and I mean, obviously different networks, but there's just. Um, like Supernatural follows a formula, yeah. you know, where it's like this happens and then, well, this happens. And then at the end of the episode, they're going to figure out what happened. Right. And then they're going to they be like, they pull the mask off of the, uh, the monster next. and they yeah. find yeah. out who it is. I'm like Scooby. Yeah. yeah. Or it's yeah. even funny because <laughs> I just started rewatching Buffy and that kind of like that set the tone for all of these WB shows to be like. There's a yeah. big bad every season, mm-hmm. and yep. then it's Monster of the Week from there. But you <laughs> yeah. always get like a scene telling you something going on with the big bad. Well, and yeah. so many of the shows are like that, like Buffy, yeah. um, Charmed. I used to watch that when I was younger. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it's so mm-hmm. formulaic where it's like, yeah, there's this overarching season monster, but then every <laughs> little episode we gotta fight yeah. the smaller. You gotta wait till you get to the boss battle. You gotta get to the boss fight. Absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> something something with Supernatural that I uh, think is very interesting is 
the first 11 episodes are basically all self-contained and the mm-hmm. giant uh big season arc mm-hmm. doesn't really kick off until episode 12 with more deep mythology yeah interesting um, who wanted to make sure they were getting a full season before they really yeah. committed yeah <laughs> and that's exactly what happened because uh after i think the fourth or fifth episode aired they ordered it, them to series right yeah. nice that's so, cool um yeah they got a full season order which is really cool because i know eric kripke was workshopping this show for 10 years prior yeah. before you can get and it like, picked up and i liked lots. and like the monster of the week this week uh for their first episode i thought was was cool it was a it's a story that like every town has yeah yeah uh, and they kind of even lean into that too, where they're like, "Oh, it's a lady in white," or whatever the hell they call her, mm-hmm. the woman in um, white. Where it's just like run of the mill. We've got like a list of these fucking things. Where is this one now? Um, like I like that a lot. And then the story that they built into it, I thought was good. It was entertaining. Like I was engaged in it for sure. Like I wasn't sitting there like scrolling on my phone. Like, oh yeah, she killed that guy too. like i wasn't doing that at all i was actually like watching it and interested for it yeah and i think that's why like i like the episode so much too because like i'm always one for mythology and it's like i mean even like i mean even though the myth of like you know the white woman whatever it follows like a very traditional storyline what? The myth of the white woman. <laughs> the Karen. <laughs> Some say you could even, if you go to aisle 11, you could still hear her demanding for the manager. I'm going to get but that on t You're right, Sarah. They, uh, with that particular, like, urban legend, um, I guess they merged two, like, they've got, like, the Phantom Traveler and mm-hmm. uh, they actually said that they merged it with La Llorona. La Llorona. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. like, um, you know, I used to, like, podcast about, like, myths and folklore and fairy tales. And, you know, we did an episode on La Llorona. And it, in, like, cultures all over the world have very similar stories. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where it exists, like different language barriers different countries and it's just but the way they did it i mean it's obviously a more modern telling Mm -hmm. of it um you know and it's kind of i don't know i I thought it was well done it was simple like it it wasn't like i'm not saying it was groundbreaking storytelling or anything like that it it was fairly simple (laughs) but it was effective but what they were trying to accomplish in a pilot episode and the thing that I was like, because they made it a point to say that she does it to men who are who are not um, unfaithful. Unfaithful. That was the word. I kept thinking infidelity for some reason, <laughs> uh, which is the same but different. Uh, <laughs> and she gets into the car with Sam, and I was like, but he hasn't been unfaithful, so is she gonna kill him anyway? And then she's going to, like, force him to be unfaithful, which I thought was really fucking weird. Because it's like, if the idea of the curse was to punish people for it, why then force them to punish them? Like, I kind of got lost in the weeds trying to figure out the logistics on that. 
Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's literally of... sitting there like, but if she forces him, then it's not actually his fault, so she's punishing. Like, I really got fucking... Yeah. That part for me was, like, one of the things that didn't work very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. It didn't play well. Sam sitting there in the car screaming, I'm not... F- or I'm not unfaithful. <laughs> I'm a good yeah. boy. Like, like that I'm, just I'm a lawyer like, junior. Eh. <laughs> but maybe but, even... But maybe even that was like to play to the religious mythology of it where he ha- he's announcing that he's not unfaithful so he's he's he believes in something more or some shit like that like. or just that he's like or it's it could it's also i mean imagine if roles were reversed and dean was the one in the car like he'd been oh yeah he would have been fucked. dead <laughs> like, yeah, he just would have been dead and you know just uh, like it could have just been as simple as like another tool to highlight how different they are yeah. you know what I mean like you'd have been like you know what I call banging hitchhikers roadkill anyway <laughs> <laughs> was that her or him <laughs> him that's what that's what uh, Dean oh, would have would said say. had it been him in the car oh god <laughs> What did uh, what do we think of the search for Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character, the search for Dad? Where's Waldo? No, I'm assuming that's just going to be unending. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, we need a plot here. It just, we, we just need, feels we just keep missing him. <laughs> Tune mean, in, you'll see that guy again. If they find him, then they're going to have to come up with another idea for what to happen next. Yeah, oh. how to get him to disappear again? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He got trapped in the Phantom Zone. Oh. <laughs> I hope you, I really hope you continue watching. <laughs> At least the first season. But, like, no, no so first I liked two. it in this episode because it directly brought us to places. But, I, I mean, obviously I don't understand why he wasn't where they went. But that's to be determined at a later date. So I understand. But I was just like, but he fucking, like, why would he have just let, he was so close and he just took off. And I was like, that's so weird. But they got to keep the story, the story going. I get it. It's just like, wait till episode two. It's just like, maybe at the last episode, like they should have just been like, oh, there he is. And then they, oh, he's running away. (laughs) So he sees uh, him and goes, did you save that woman? And they go, oh, you mean send her to hell? What? <laughs> so originally, just... apparently, uh, their dad was going to be on the ceiling instead of Jess mm. at the end in the original like first wow. draft that Kripke did. Hmm. Oh, um, but that's they... interesting. Yeah, I don't so... think that would have been as like effective though for like propelling Sam because Sam wouldn't. He'd been like, "Oh, all right, I'm a North." That's that that's exactly that. why they changed it. <laughs> Let's go, Jazz. Let's go be there lawyers. Goes my only ties to this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how you lose 15, 14 seasons. Yeah. But that just uh, goes to show like how changing like one little detail like oh, that yeah. could change the show completely. Well, yeah. and I think it also points to like good writing as well because like if if they would have kept that original idea and then Sam would have been like, "Oh wow, fuck that demon. I'm going to avenge the father that I hate." And then they still done it like you wouldn't have believed it and I don't think they would have gotten a full and, like next season. And they would have then had to account for Jess 
as part of their group, and I don't think he necessarily wanted to write for a, th- a group of three. No, because if he why? wanted to write for a group of three, Dad wouldn't fucking be missing all the time. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> so that's interesting, and I didn't know that that was like an original thought. I'm really cool, glad though. that they did it because I don't think we would have been here right now if they did. <laughs> that's why we never submit our first draft, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Listen to your editor. Or just let somebody read it that you know is going to be brutal to you. So you can understand the real issues with it rather than giving it to a bunch of people that are just going to nod their heads at it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So speaking of writing, uh, Joe, do you want to lead us off? What did you think of the dialogue and the banter between Sam and Dean? Do you think it was strong? Do you think... I think it was strong when it didn't have to move things like when it was just like brotherly and like they they don't really they get along but they don't because they're not there yet at this point in the series um it didn't so much work for me when they first leave the apartment and they're um sam is basically like expositing like we were little boys and we made silver bullets and all the things we did and Mm -hmm. dad gave me a gun and it was just like I, I get it. I was nine. Yeah, like I would have liked like a little more like mystique around like, like I I know there's gonna be supernatural shit. I get the idea. <gasps> you don't have to tell me right off the bat everything that you did. Um, right. But then besides those silver parts, bullets, those are for werewolves. <laughs> like that's what the idea was there. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, them as brothers, I bought. Um, although it, if not for that opening scene uh, you wouldn't be able to convince me that Dean was the older brother <laughs> dude okay no I'm really glad that you said that because I was honestly yeah. debating on whether or not to submit this into the podcast because even with all of the ancillary outside knowledge of the show that I had I still have a problem saying that Sam is Dean and Dean is Sam yeah they just look a certain way to me. Really? And then... It doesn't help opening, if you watch Gilmore Girls either. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> because Sam, Sam is Dean. Dean and... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dean is Sam. So, But then in that opening sequence when they're younger... Yeah. Dean, yes. as a child, is wearing Sam as an adult's haircut. Yeah. <laughs> How dare his hairstyle change? Oh, but like, even like that's such a small fucking detail. But some pl- other shows will go to that length to yeah. cut him into that kid into a similar at least. So when you see twenty six year old uh, Dean, you go, "That's Dean." Not yeah. wait, Sam was in the thing, but now he's got the long hair. Uh, like for me, that was. I was already confused as to which one was which, and I kept trying to keep it straight while I was watching the episode. Yeah. And then that happened, and I was like, well, son of a bitch, they're really not fucking helping me here. I'm so glad I don't have the added information from that <laughs> Gilmore Girl show, because I really would have been pissed off about this. But I think um, also having that knowledge that Dean was old enough to witness and remember that and see it like and mm-hmm. have that trauma, that speaks a lot more to the way he is, too. That he, mm-hmm. like, even though he and Sam have had these shared experiences and Sam obviously, like, knows what's out there. Right. 
Dean has seen the worst and Sam has not until the yeah. end of this episode and Sam is forced to face what right. Dean has already seen before. Right. Yeah. And then like not to like, you know, skip too far ahead, but like as you continually like learn more of like what Dean had Dean had to do, it's like he had to like help raise Sam. He had to help right. like he was like a protector. Like he had to grow up so quick like much he mm-hmm. had to grow up mm-hmm. quicker. Yeah. 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 More quickly. <laughs> More quicklier. And um like he might he kinda has like like Jensen Ackles, like I mean both of them like they age, like clearly. Yeah. But it's yeah. like so funny kind of seeing how much like Jensen Ackles has like a baby face. Dude, they <laughs> yeah. look like, like babies. It's like you yeah. guys are so freaking cute. And then it's like then in later seasons it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> So my uh, my wife Amanda actually did mention that she thought he was very good looking, but she yes. said he looked like somebody, and I can't for the life of me remember who she said he, she thinks he looked like. Which one? But she was dead. Which on. one? Uh, uh, Dean. Jensen uh, Dean. Ackles, Dean. Yeah, yeah. She said he looked like somebody, but yeah, she did mention like immediately how good looking he was, and I was like, all right, so we're definitely gonna probably continue watching. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, but no, and then. I mean, kind of the onus of what our program here is trying to do is to whether or not you would continue watching it. And Sarah, you said that you're going forward. Yeah, with I'm already it. like, actually, I think I watched episode four. So Bloody Mary's next. On Bloody Mary. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> so, but so the thing is, is that it's probably a show that we're gonna watch. Um, At least up because... to a point. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I said. Just keep going until we decide, eh, I don't really like where this went. Because I said, I told her that I know that. But uh, then Kripke skip ahead and watch Scooby Natural, because that was great. <laughs> Season five, Kripke drops out, right? So, oh, really? so Kripke originally had the show planned out for five seasons. Okay. So season five ended. And he left. And he exited as and showrunner like, Let's keep and going. everything. Um, and so they were, and they were like, we need a musical episode. <laughs> We'll get somebody else to do this. So so kind of what happened for me in my experience with the show, watching it live week by week since 2005, after Kripke left, the quality dramatically tanked. Okay. Um, yeah, and there's like a and like there's a shift in like the tone and like yeah, the, because a clear shift in the You writing. can tell the way that the show should have ended. Like, right. you could watch the end of season five and and just never finish it from there and be like, be oh, okay, good. that's kind of what he was going for. That's the world right. I kind of like to live in. Um, <laughs> but season six and seven were uh, the showrunner was Sarah Gamble, who was a producer on the show. Okay. Um, and it just didn't feel right. They were trying to, like make up new rules to the show that didn't necessarily add up all the way. And when she exited after season eight or going into season eight, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, they really had to try to clean up the mess that Her she mess. had left. <laughs> um, and I, I think That's they funny. did, but it still never got to the point where I continued and, and wanted yeah. to, 
stick so you with were kind of lost with those two yeah and then yeah at the end of that they really kind of burned right, me out on it but okay. i will say watching but you still watched it weekly which is fucking crazy yeah because this is one of those network shows so how many episodes a season is that like 23 20 something it's like 22 a, a season 22 23 i was looking there's like 326 episodes total Jesus for this God. show over 15 but seasons. like imagine <laughs> just imagine like getting 44 shots at something and still not being able to put it together you know what I mean? <laughs> um but yeah so i i'm very curious to see how they're gonna tie things up um the finale of the series but but from watching watching season one in the first episode again it makes me want to go and continue because it Mm -hmm. made me think about all of the incredible episodes because i really do believe they put out some really good, like, hours of television. Yeah, um, I agree. Over the course of at least the first five seasons. And there's even good episodes in season six, despite the overall narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things uh, across the fandom is the car, is the mm-hmm. 67 Chevy Impala. Mm-hmm. Um and it just doesn't hit right if you're watching it on Netflix with that generic rock music. <laughs> you gotta be listening to like Blue Oyster Cults or ACDC. It does make it more funny though. Like it adds to a level of humor where it's just like this weird like <laughs> <laughs> As, as they drive away all badass <laughs> in the fucking car, like, you ever heard of this band? No. Yep. Me either. Um, Human music. <laughs> I like. It. Did you Did you guys think the the humor was good? Yeah, I honestly did laugh a few times at uh, shit that Dean said. Sometimes because it was really fucked up, and people shouldn't speak like that to one another. Um, <laughs> But otherwise, like, there was definitely, like, enough humor in it to be like, okay, you can enjoy this on multiple levels. You're like, you don't have to go into this, like, oh, my God, this case is going to be so fucking wild. You could, but there's going to be other things there for you if that's not happening. What did we think of the woman in white and the fact that she uh, was taken to hell by her children? I mean, if you kill your kids, I mean, you get what's coming to you. Yeah. I mean... In a moment of temporary insanity. (laughs) I think, too. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I know there's been some, like, issues and I don't maybe not issues, but, like, in the years of Supernatural, like, the lack of, like, strong female characters throughout some of the seasons. So it's, like, on one hand, it's, like, all right, like, the first episode, like, you get the woman in white um type of thing but i mean i I am sympathetic to her character um i mean i thought it was kind of satisfying in like a a weird maybe uncomfortable way that her care her kids were the ones who like dragged her to hell and Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. were the ones who were preventing her from going home um i mean i can't imagine i mean i'm not a parent so i can't imagine like one the loss of your kids two the loss of your kids by your own hand mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. because your husband cheated on you like ladies men aren't worth it right um, right 
take take the kids, move away, mm. and take his ass for child support. That's what the system is there for. <laughs> so, even though it was like what was it, nineteen oh eight or some bullshit when it like <laughs> like wasn't supposed no, to it be was some the really no, the guy was all tied into. It was like the eighties. They were talking. Oh, about okay, the they must have been. They must have mentioned something else that was like super old. Then never mind. <laughs> Wow, that, that husband, he aged well, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> must have been all the, the fucking husband, the weirdest part of this entire episode was that guy's answering Sam's question. Yeah. In the most strange way, like, no people speak that way. He was like, did you guys have a good marriage? And there was this weird, like, <laughs> Sure. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go now. That <laughs> like, that whole scene, and like the plot, it's leading me to believe like, oh, this guy killed his wife. Like it's not, right. and like I love that. Like I love when it's like this is what it's always been, but there's a twist on this. But they right. didn't do that, and that like that did just feel like a wasted scene to be like, yeah, yeah she's buried behind the old house, which like you could have accomplished without In doing the five minute ways. thing of the guy like sideways admitting that he cheated on his wife. Yeah. yeah, and then like he was now like Sam. I guess is the first person since his kid died. His kids died to tell him that she was the one that killed them, and he was like, "Get the hell off my property!" Yeah, <laughs> but he also implied that Sam's dad was there before, which like I wonder what their conversation was. The, apparently, yeah. it was the exact same conversation because he said, "How many times I got to answer these?" Fact checking, <laughs> sir. Yeah, and that was a really quick answer, which I thought was cleverly written uh, to say, oh, I'm just fact-checking what he put down. on." The so that was, I liked that. Like, there's little parts of it that were like, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. But at the same time, just the idea that we had to go here, very fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, because he's not admitting to a crime. <laughs> he's just like having his face pushed in the mud further about what Yeah, happened. and like the whole because he looks guilty, he sounds guilty, but yeah. at the end of the day all he did was like cheat on his wife which is like a shitty thing to do but it's like and I mean I, maybe he I mean I'm sure he has guilt because if he hadn't have cheated on his wife then his wife would right. have gone loco and like killed the kids in the bathtub or whatever but like but do we even know to what extent the cheating was no. <laughs> like you maybe know he I mean? looked like, i mean it's like what 1800 so he probably looked at another woman's ankles it was the 80s <laughs> I this was the the first man to cheat so her reaction was right. <laughs> hey. i said he commented oh, on shit. someone's myspace photo. it was so so long ago <laughs> That was probably Dean's reaction. That's why I didn't send him. Oh, oh shit. Uh, that broke me for a second. All right. All right. So <laughs> any any final thoughts on Supernatural, uh, The just the pilot episode in general? I love um, – it kind of sums itself up that, like, it was very funny to me when Dean shoots the ghost – and like you, the viewer, say, "Why the hell would he shoot a ghost?" And then Sam goes, "Why would you shoot a ghost?" <laughs> Saved you, didn't I? Yeah. So like, it, me as like the fan in my head was like, "Oh, Dean's stupid," and this is like showing that. But like, it was good to see that in world. Like, you're an idiot. Um, but yeah, but that to that end, I do think that the pilot really set up the series in a really great way. 
it's a very successful pilot in my opinion very consistent i think with at least season one of the series um there doesn't seem to be a huge quality drop besides the effects but Mm -hmm. as we Mm -hmm. said it was 2005 um they could have written the women better or added more women (laughs) um (laughs) but they had a lot to get done in 40 minutes so (laughs) yeah yeah, I think that considering the fact that it's from 2005 and despite my like questions about how easy it is to like pretend you're a government official. Um, well, I mean, when you have but, a glove box full of. No, <laughs> I, I, um, but like I, I think it held up pretty well. I mean, obviously, like the quality, you know, of whatever, like the graphics and stuff isn't like the best. But again, like. And the old cell phones, I mean, you wouldn't really necessarily know that it's that old, yeah. if yeah. that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. sometimes you watch things that are so dated and you're like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. whereas this, even though it obviously is a little bit dated, the technology is different. I mean, regardless, I mean, he still has a freaking like cassette tape in the Impala. So he could and be And they make sure to time. bring that up in 2005 right off the bat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're like yeah. why are you dealing with obsolete technology this won't age the show any worse <laughs> it's all time is an illusion <laughs> the one thing that did I think date the show for me was when they were running away from the car that was chasing them on the bridge and um, you realize that what what Dean is actually wearing because um, he had like a shirt and like a leather jacket kind of deal on top of it but just like bright blue whitewash jeans and some sort of sketcher sneakers <laughs> and you go definitely 2005 for sure uh, <laughs> he's not wearing dark wash they're not slim fit uh, he's clearly out of the loop uh, a simpler <laughs> time <laughs> i wear the color they put on the wall i don't know um <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a testament to uh, the acting and the original vision for the show that it's still on the air mm-hmm. 15 years after it like premiered. Like that's mm-hmm. to do that and to pump out the sheer amount of episodes it's it's impressive to me yeah um for sure and to try to keep that story going i can't even fucking imagine the undertaking it must have been to just be like handed a show especially one you didn't create yeah like just to be handed a show and say okay this has gone on for five or or six or seven seasons and it's done really fucking huge numbers for the network your turn (laughs) make it interesting and you're like yeah i think there's three or four mythological creatures we haven't touched already uh so we could get into those i think squonk so just just from a sheer like work standpoint it's super impressive but i i also think the filmmaking just alone in this pilot episode was really really well done I think even if you take away all of the different special effects and yeah. stuff for the for the like the time period, I think it's still a, a very solid piece of film. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I don't know I what the actors are going to do when it's all over because, I mean, <laughs> who could they play? Like, honestly, like, have, have either of them been in anything since Supernatural started? Jensen Ackles is like, about to be in The Boys. Yeah, Jensen oh, Ackles is, is going to yeah. be in season three of The Boys. Um, oh, that's cool. He's going to be their, yeah. like, uh, Captain America spoof. Oh. That's gonna be good. Yeah. Just based off of this one interaction I've had with yeah. that guy, this that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, wait for that. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely. I have to finish season two still, but I mean, I'll sign up to watch season three if he's gonna be in it. Yeah, yeah. And also, and, like um, Jared Padalecki could probably retire on his supernatural money right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I think Absolutely, both of them I'm sh- could. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure after it's running. Years. I'm sure it's running somewhere. I'm sure there's a channel somewhere that bought the rights to it that's just running those episodes from 1 o'clock in the morning till 6 a.m. Well, I know TNT owns uh, syndication rights to it. So TNT is just playing Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch it like sometimes like on TV. It would be Mm. like reruns and stuff play back when I had cable. But, I mean, as my introduction to this show, I thought it was a very effective pilot like we've said um we do plan or intend to continue watching it we almost watched the second episode uh but i was like no i can't i can't have any more knowledge than the one episode i don't want to be like well then in episode two they kind of did like i didn't want to start trying to separate the two for one another i wanted to only have that one piece because it's been so long since i watched that uh ghost facers episode with you guys oh yeah that I don't, I don't remember what happens necessarily, other than like, there's a basement. It's a spinoff, so. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. Like with that episode, and like this show in general, like they'll have like one offshoot episodes that like, right? You're don't kind fit. of following B characters. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like at least, whereas the Netflix model and like the streaming model today is to like, oh, do ten or thirteen episodes, like. And take as much time as you want, at least. If this if this were a Netflix show, what would have happened was, in the very f- beginning of the episode, we would have seen the mother on the ceiling in flames. And the boys, not knowing who they are, the one would have been like, Mommy! And they would have cut. And then we would have had six or seven episodes of everything that happens. And then in episode eight, we would have got that day in their life. Starting from the begin, of the end of where we see her burning on the ceiling, then we flash back to breakfast, and then we go through their fucking day because Netflix has to have a fucking flashback episode in every season, no matter fucking what. Yeah, but but that that leads to my point of saying like, okay, you have twenty two episodes. Yeah, here, take your fucking time. so fill take your time, fill it with whatever you need to do, and yeah. if you want to do like those special one off episodes, you can. Go for it, because it's not going to affect anything if right. the show's going well. <laughs> yeah. So. And sometimes they're fun. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're they're enjoyable. Yeah. Some of I think it's so funny hearing Jordan say like, <laughs> twenty two episodes is really like, you got room to open up the creative pipes <laughs> instead of the studio saying i need 22 hours you need to do it you need to put Fucking this make actress it. in your week. joe you know as well as i do that jordan is at heart a huge optimist so he's gonna take that with a glass half I, i've and seen go, wow Instagram. i have so much that room to play <laughs> 
Whereas if you handed me 22 episodes, I'd be like, there's never going to be fucking enough time for me to fill all this. I've got one and a half. (laughs) I'm like, we'll make it work, guys. Yeah. Uh, Jordan's more willing to figure it out. Uh, so this has been S1E1 on Supernatural. So let us know if you enjoyed Supernatural. Let us know if you are currently watching it still. Uh, if you fell off, if you've never seen it, it's on Netflix. So go ahead, watch it. I'd suggest buying the DVDs or (laughs) renting them somewhere or finding a stream of it. Um, Go to Blockbuster. Go to Blockbuster. Yeah, folks, rent the DVDs, <laughs> break, said Jordan. Break into the ruins of a Blockbuster. At your local... <laughs> go visit your local Hollywood video and uh, Find an walk up to the movie teller gallery. and... Movie gallery. Movie gallery, yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, let us know what you thought. If you would like, you could follow us on social media at PopCanon. I'm Jordan. Uh, you could follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, at JL24FPS. I am on Twitter and Instagram, at Yesball. I am on Instagram and sometimes Twitter, at Sarah Ann Dippity. I am on Twitter and Instagram, at Joe4Broke. So thank you very much for watching or listening. Uh, make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube uh, and stick around or both or or all of the above. Why not ring that Uh, bell? Make sure you stick around for more pop cannon because we got way more content coming to you very, very soon. Stick around for after the credits. (laughs) (laughs) Pop cannon will return. (laughs) Paul kicks in the door behind Robert. (laughs) Ah! Is that our post credit scene? Yeah. 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 I give him a briefcase with the uh, with the Tesseract in it, and that's it. It just goes to black. It lights up his face, and he goes... <gasps> and then- <laughs>